Hello and welcome to Mr. President from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. By transcription. No matter who is managing the enterprise or who has gone to expense... That still does not alter the basic principles involved. We must concern ourselves with only one problem, the security of America. Mr. President, starring Edward Arnold and written by Gene Holloway. Mr. President, at home in the White House, the elected leader of our people, our fellow citizen and neighbor. These are little-known stories of the men who've lived in the White House. Dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True, human stories of Mr. President. This afternoon's Mr. President drama will begin in just a moment. But first, a word about our purpose in presenting this series. To Americans, there are no more stirring stories in the world than the stories of the lives of the men who became presidents of the United States. Their deeds are direction pointers for the American mind, sources of inspiration and courage to young and old alike. People today are more interested than ever to know the intimate, interesting, inspiring facts about the lives of their presidents, the men who became the leaders of their country. The American Broadcasting Company takes listeners behind the White House reception rooms and ballrooms, glittering with gold braid and famous personalities, into the privacy of the breakfast room and the study, where presidents are shown as individuals with human doubts, laughter, love, and faith. Mr. President is true biography built around the men who filled America's highest office. Listen now and see if you can name the president upon whom this episode is based.
Here's a story that happened in Washington a few years ago. Listen closely and see if you can tell who the president was. It was lunchtime, and the president was wandering rather disconsolately around the White House, rather plaintively calling Lucy. Lucy? Lucy! Well, what's the matter, Father? Where have you seen your mother any place? Well, yes, several places. Where? Well, she was up in the attic a few hours ago, and then she was down in the cellar. Then I saw her out gathering some flowers, and then... Well, have you seen her recently? How recently? Webb, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm sure lunch is ready. I was in the dining room, but your mother wasn't there. Well, the last time I saw her, she was on her way upstairs. She seemed in quite a hurry. Oh, she's always in a hurry. Do you know that being married to the woman who was the wife of the President of the United States can be quite a problem? Even if you're the president? Especially if you're the president. Well, with this big party you're giving, Mother has a lot of problems. Mm, well, right now, I'd, I'd much rather have my lunch than give a party. Well, don't let Mother know it. After all, a girl's silver wedding anniversary only comes once in her lifetime. <laughs> I suppose. Why don't you see if she's upstairs? I guess I will. I'll take a look in the kitchen for you. We'll meet back in the dining room in ten minutes. All right, son. Lucy! Lucy! Why, Lucy. Lucy, are you crying? Oh, gracious, no. I just... There was something in my eye and Why, I... Lucy, I can't think when I've ever seen you cry. What on earth is wrong? Well, you know about the party for the silver wedding anniversary. Yes, of course I know. You know how we planned to go through with the marriage ceremony again, just as we did. The same minister, the same attendants. Everything just as it was. Yes, of course. Well, I just got out my wedding dress. And I put it on. And... And, and what? Well, I'm afraid I'm not just as I was. Oh, I see. I can't begin to fasten it. Well, now, you were a bit on the skinny side then, as I recall. On the skinny side? Mm -hmm. As I recall, the word you used 25 years ago was... Slender, Mr. President. <laughs> well, 25 years ago, I didn't have the vocabulary I have now. Who would have thought then that today I would be the President of the United States? I would. I was sure of it. 25 years ago, Lucy, I thought you were the prettiest girl in Cincinnati. Today, I know you're the most beautiful woman in the world. 25 years ago, I thought I was the happiest woman in the world. Today, I know I am. <laughs> Oh, look, you can let that dress out at the seams, can't you? Oh, yes, they made them very ample in those days. Well, then, we've solved that problem. Oh, my goodness, I'm hungry. It must be almost lunchtime. Is it? Well, let me look at my watch. Why, Lucy, it's already half after the hour. My goodness. Well, let's go down and eat. I'm famished. Remind me not to eat any dessert today, will you, my dear? <laughs> yes, I will. I do wish we could have planned the party just to include the actual guests that were at the wedding before. Yes, that would have been nice, but then we might have offended a lot of friends we've made since then. Well, I had them stack the invitations on your desk so that you can add a personal note. Well, I'd better get at that. That's going to take a long time. Oh, you don't have to say very much. Just, I hope you'll come. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Could you start it this afternoon? Well, this afternoon there's a cabinet meeting. Oh. We have to settle the Panama question. That's very serious, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. Oh, you found her. Mm, you were right. She was upstairs. Well, here, let me help you with your chair, Mother. Oh, thank you, Webb. Uh, have you decided who I have to bring to the party? I'm still thinking about it. I'll let you know. I have so many friends with daughters of your age. Uh, Mother, that's just the trouble. Please don't make me bring eight girls the way you did the last time you gave a party. Oh, I should think you'd be very pleased to be able to accomplish so many beautiful young ladies, Webb. Oh, eight girls. You don't have a chance to make an impression or get an impression. Well, that has its advantages, too. Why, Mother? Dad, do you think you're going to be just as nervous when you get married this time as you were the first time? Hmm, I don't see why I should. She can't possibly change her mind at the last moment this time. But there was no question of my changing my mind the first time. You know, <laughs> this is going to be very interesting for me. It's probably one of the few times a son has ever been able to attend the marriage of his parents. Well... <laughs> well, if you're going around saying things like that, Webb, would you mind saying the second marriage of his parents? Well, that doesn't sound very nice either. That sounds like something went wrong with the first marriage. Oh, you're too sensitive, Mother. Mm, there's a cabinet meeting this afternoon, Webb. Yes, I know, Father. I've got to take a strong stand on the Panama question. Then you are still opposed to the French building a canal across Panama? Oh, of course I am. You know that. Well, I've heard some rumors that perhaps you were changing your mind on that. No, 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 no. I'm completely opposed to any foreign country building a canal across Panama. I consider any such action a violation of the Monroe Doctrine. But if it can be avoided, I don't want to make an open issue of the situation with the French government. Why not? Mm, because of diplomatic reasons. There are also rumors that certain members of your cabinet are in favor of the French building the canal. Oh, I can't imagine for what reasons. Well, possibly for uh, financial reasons, Father. Why do you say that, way? Oh, I'm not the one that says it, Father. Those are just the rumors. I see. Well, the matter will be taken up again at the cabinet meeting today, and we will see where we are then. I wonder if you're going to be able to get into your trousers. You wonder what? After all, 25 years are 25 years on your figure, too. Well, they may have to be let out across the... Yes, they may at that. Uh, w would you ring the bell, please, for some lunch, Lucy? I'm, I'm starved. Well, gentlemen of the cabinet, that is about all I wish to say at this time, except this. It hasn't been more than a few years since the French were doing their best to take over Mexico. Now, here they are again. This action is in opposition to the Monroe Doctrine, and I believe is a threat to the freedom of this country. There is no justifiable reason in the world why the French should control a canal across Panama. Uh, Mr. President. Yes, Mr. Secretary Thompson. As Secretary of the Navy, Mr. President, I must say that I feel impelled to state that I fail to see what harm it will do to this country if the French build a canal. After all, we will benefit from the use of this canal, too. We cannot allow a foreign country to have the power on this continent that domination of such a canal would give them. But the French have already gone to great expense to bring over equipment and workmen to Panama. De Lesseps himself is managing the enterprise. Secretary Thompson, no matter who is managing the enterprise or who has gone to expense, that still does not alter the basic principles involved. We must concern ourselves with only one problem, the security of America.
What are you doing up at this hour? Oh, I'm on my way to bed. Are you just getting in at two in the morning? Oh, no, no, no. I've been in a little while. And what are you doing up? Well, I was hunting for your father. I don't suppose you've seen him any place. Don't tell me he's out at this hour. Well, he hasn't come to bed. He was sitting in the bedroom talking to me, and evidently I fell asleep. Because the next thing I knew, the clock was striking 1.30, and he was nowhere in sight. I can't find him any place. Have you tried the office? Well, I don't know what he'd be doing in there at this hour. Oh, come on, come on, let's have a look. Who were you out with tonight? Oh, a very pretty girl. Really? I didn't know you were going out? Oh, no, no, I didn't tell you. I wanted to go out with one girl, not ten. And if you had known I was going out, you'd have made me take along every other young lady you could think of that didn't have anything to do tonight. Now, I tell you, sir, I've had about all I can stand. You'll see things my way on Panama, or if you don't, you'll do them my way, whether you see them that way or not. Why, Mr. President, who are you talking to? Oh, Secretary of the Navy Thompson. But he isn't in here. Hmm? Webb, he's out of his head. Oh, no, he isn't. He's just rehearsing. Isn't that right, Father? Well, I was just getting a few things off my mind, Lucy. There were a few things I didn't say today that I wanted to say. Well, do you have to say them to an empty office at two in the morning? Oh, that's the safest place to say them, Lucy. You come along to bed this minute. What very idea. It's after two. Mm-hmm. Well, I signed those silver wedding anniversary invitations. Oh, I'm glad of that. Oh, there was sure a pile of them. I don't expect to have to use my, my signing arm again for days. You know, I've been wondering if we should invite Amy and her family. Mm, go ahead. But then we'll have to invite the Watermans and the Snells. They go every place together. Mm. And we really should have Mr. Waterman's parents. They're such strong party members. <laughs> oh, Lucy, sometimes you surprise me. Uh, turn out the light, will you, Webb? Oh, yes, Mother. Who would ever think of you thinking about anyone being a good party member? Every day I'm in the White House, I learn something more about being the president's <laughs> wife. That's <laughs> a Webb. Yes, Father? You know, I've been thinking about something you said all day. What did you mean when you said certain members of my cabinet might be in favor of the French Canal for financial reasons? Well, I said there were rumors, Father. What kind of rumors? That certain members of your cabinet are also in the employ of the French company that's building the canal. I don't believe it. Well, I admit it's a pretty shocking statement. Have you any proof of that, Webb? No, Mother, it's only something I heard. May have been only idle gossip. Well, I'm going to have to find out, Webb. I can't believe that any member of my cabinet would be either so deceitful or so stupid. But I'm going to have to find out. What are you going to do? Ask Secretary Thompson? Why do you say Secretary Thompson? Who else would it be? Who's been fighting for the French in Panama? I hope we're wrong, Webb. So do I, Father. Oh, I almost forgot to tell you. Another member of the wedding party can't get into her dress. Who? Your niece, Laura. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess she can't. <laughs> she was a very small girl at the time of the wedding. Uh, Twenty-five years can bring a lot of changes, can it? Mm, it certainly can. Yeah. Oh, certainly sleeping. Well, good night, Father. Good night, Mother. Good night, dear. <sighs> good night, my son. I hope when I reach my silver wedding anniversary, I have as much to look back on as you two. I hope you have too, son. And I hope you find a girl half as lovely as your mother. Well, I hope mother will let me marry one girl. 
way she's been making me go out with droves of them lately, I'm beginning to wonder if she wants me to marry eight or ten just to make her friends happy. Oh, now, where? And I'll tell you something. <laughs> You're the only woman in the world that could make me go out with as many as you do. You know, Mr. President, methinks this gentleman doth protest too much. Methinks so, too, Madam President. Methinks so, too. Well, let's get to our dreaming, Lucy. Let's switch tonight. You dream about Panama, and I'll dream about the silver wedding anniversary. Or, uh, why don't you dream about both of them and just let me dream about you? In just a moment, we'll come back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. The National Safety Council reports that highway accidents are being reduced and lives being saved. But they are still a national problem. Major causes of traffic casualties are speed, drink, and carelessness. Driving too fast for road conditions is one of the most common causes of traffic accidents. Next to speed, driving on the wrong side of the road was reported as the most frequent driver violation of common sense and the safety laws. And one-fourth of fatal accidents involve a driver or pedestrian who has been drinking... Take the responsibility on yourself. Every motorist and every pedestrian should obey traffic signs and signals. Never drive after drinking. Never drive on the wrong side of the road. Watch for warnings on grade crossings. Be alert and careful every moment you're behind the wheel. For accidents don't always happen to the other fellow. The life you save may be your own. Now back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. Well, have you guessed who the president was when all this happened? It really did happen, you know, in Washington just a few years ago. Things were very busy at the executive mansion. The president was deep in his investigations of Panama and the French Canal. And his wife was in a flurry of arrangements for the silver wedding celebration. The morning of the party, she was up early. Well, good morning, Madam President. Why, good morning, Mr. Secretary. You're up early. I was about to say the same to you. The president asked me to come by early before the cabinet meeting. Charles, how do the curtains look to you? Why, uh, they uh, look uh, like curtains. But do they look all right? They look in perfect health. You see, we had to reverse them. I've been working on them most of the night. You reverse them? Congress won't give us any new ones. Oh, don't touch that chair. Oh, sorry. That's put there to cover the worn place in the carpet. In fact, almost every piece of furniture in this room is placed to cover a worn spot in the carpet. I'm going to have to tell my wife about this. She thinks she's the only woman in the country that has to put a piece of furniture over a worn spot. She'll be very surprised to know that such things go on in the executive mansion, too. Well, we really do have quite a struggle sometimes to keep up appearances. This house gets such active use between the government and the sightseers. Yes. You all ready for the party? Oh, Charles, tonight when the party begins, I'm still not going to be ready for it. You'll excuse me, won't you? I have a million things to do. Of course I will. There aren't enough hours in the day. Oh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Webb. Please come in, sit down. I don't think Father will be much longer. He's in conference right now. Already? Well, the day started before daybreak around here today. Father's been in conference over an hour. I don't think he'll be much longer. (laughs) 
I asked you to come here this morning because I understand you are a member of the French Canal Company. I understand that, uh, Monsieur President. I must ask you quite frankly if any members of my cabinet are in your employ. Monsieur President, why do you oppose the canal? I have not opposed the canal. Not openly, no. It is a great thing we are trying to bring about. It can be of enormous benefit to the world, and we are fighting against almost overwhelming odds. Fever, pestilence, heat, mosquitoes, I, flies. I know that, I know that. And I know it is a brave fight you are waging. But as a Frenchman, how would you like it if we came over and started a similar project across the south of France? But uh, Panama is not in America. No, but it is on this continent. There are many countries beside France on our continent, Monsieur President, but we do not presume to tell them what to do. Panama has no objections to us. Panama is a small country. You are a large and powerful nation. What good would it do her to object? Do you wish to build the canal, Monsieur President? Frankly, I believe that if a canal is to be built, America should build it. But you have not conveyed these thoughts to the French government, have you? I have not made an issue of them with the French government. Well, then why do you say these things to me? I am not a member of the government. Well, I am aware of that. I am saying them to you because you are a member of the French Canal Company. And because you can answer my questions as to whether any members of my cabinet are in your employ. Monsieur President, all Americans are not as opposed to our canal as you are. That is all I will tell you. Thank you. That is all you have to tell me. Well, I think that is all we have to discuss. Good day, Monsieur President. Good day. Oh, uh, my congratulations, sir, on your silver wedding anniversary. And thank you. Oh, Charles. Uh, Charles, come in, come in. Webb, I want you to send a message to the Secretary of the Navy's house and ask him to come here at once. Yes, Father. Come in, Charles. I want to talk to you about this situation... Oh, here comes Lucy, still in her apron and her dust cap. Has anyone seen a man with a basket of crystal pendants? <laughs> what? What did you say? The crystal pendants for the chandeliers. He comes over to replace the broken ones every once in a while, and he was due here over an hour ago. Well, I haven't seen him. Well, if you do see him, send him right into the blue room, will you? All right, Mother. My dear, the British minister is stopping by with some friends he wants to present to you. Yes, dear. Now, let me see. Chandeliers, curtains, punched cakes, napkins. Come on, Charles. I'm not sure Lucy is even in the same planet today. <laughs> and hurry up that message, will you, Webb? Oh, yes, Father. Chairs, curtains. No, no, I fixed the curtains. Plates, forks, knives, spoons, glasses. Flowers, flowers. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. They, they asked me to wait here. Why, you're crying. What's wrong? It's nothing, ma'am. I'm sorry. I, I just gave in to my feelings for a moment there. You're the war veteran that was to have his picture taken today, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Of course. They told me you were coming, but with all the commotion, they sent your uniform directly here. Yes, I... I, I have it on. Well, it looks very well. You're going to take a splendid photograph. Yes, but I... Oh, I see what the trouble is. They didn't sew your sergeant's stripes on the uniform, did they? No. They just put them in loose, in the box. Well, we can fix that in a moment. Now, you sit down on that divan, and I'll sew those stripes right on. 
I even have a needle and thread in my pocket. Isn't that fortunate? Oh, bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Now, I'll just sit here on the floor in front of you. We'll have those stripes on in no time. You must forgive all the excitement today. You see, it's our silver wedding anniversary. And father said we should wait for the president's wife. Oh, uh, here I am, Sir Edward, right over here on the floor. If you don't mind giving me a hand, I'll be so happy to meet your friends. Well, of course, Lucy. Uh, here you are. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the wife of the President of the United States. Secretary Thompson, what do you mean when you say you saw no harm in accepting money from the French Canal Company while you were a member of my cabinet? In becoming an employee of the French Canal Company, I was still able to do my job as a member of your cabinet, Mr. President. I cannot agree with you, Mr. Secretary. Have you found anything to criticize in the way I have been running my department, Mr. President? Mr. Thompson, I find a great deal to criticize in anyone who is a public official taking bribes. Bribes, Mr. President. Did you say bribes, sir? That's exactly what I said, Mr. Secretary. You were given a position with the Canal Company in the hope that you would use any influence you might have with me and with the people to get them to accept the French Canal Company. And you tried very hard to do just that. Mr. President, I never looked upon the position as a bribe, sir. Well, however you look at it, that's what it amounts to. Mr. Secretary, I will write you a note immediately accepting your resignation. Yes, Mr. President. How do I look, Mr. President? Now, my dear, you look exactly as I dreamed you would look on our silver wedding anniversary. So do you. And I'm happier than even I dreamed of being after these years with you. All I could wish for everyone is that they're as happy as we are. Oh, wait a minute, my dear. You're losing your hair, Penny. Oh, thank Just you. Don't... Oh, careful. Mm. Don't muss my hair. <laughs> you know how long it took to get it in place tonight. <laughs> well... Are you all straightened out on the Panama situation? Yes, there's going to be a new Secretary of the Navy in the Cabinet, though. Oh, I see. You know, I don't think the canal's going to be completed just now. Why? I just don't think that anyone's equipped yet to conquer all the things that have to be conquered in Panama before it can be completed. I think Della Sebs has a magnificent dream that the future may see realized, but... I don't think Delaseps or any of us living today will ever see a Panama Canal. It's time to go down, my dear. Hmm? Oh. Well, my arm, Lucy. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, my dear, for making the days pass so happy that the days ahead seem wonderful to look forward to. Thank you for making these years that we have been growing older so completely happy that sunset seems far more desirable than dawn. Thank you for making it possible for me to say today that with you beside me, there is nothing in the past I want to go back to. That everything still lies ahead as long as your arm is in mine and we are together. Oh, Mr. President. In short, my dear, thank you for this silver wedding anniversary.
Well, you've probably figured out by now who the president was when all that happened. It really did happen, you know, and you'll have the answer in just a moment. A person-to-person expression of international goodwill. That's the way many prominent people, including President Truman and General Eisenhower, have described CARE, the agency that sends needed food packages overseas. CARE offers food and clothing packages which provide more per dollar than individuals can send any other way. Each food package is designed to supplement the rations of a family for four for one month. Sending a package overseas through CARE is one of the surest ways to help people in Europe who still suffer from lack of food and proper clothing. If you'd like to order a CARE package, just send $10 to CARE New York, give your name and address, and specify to whom you're sending the package. And now back to Edward Arnold. Congratulations, Mother, Father. You know, that that ceremony really gave me a lump in my throat. Do you know it means more to me this time than it did the first time? The words meant more somehow. Well, the first time you were too frightened to listen to the words. (laughs) Mr. President, that was a wonderful ceremony. Congratulations. Thank you. Aren't you going to congratulate me, Charles? Of course, Mrs. President. I consider myself greatly to be congratulated. Not on being the wife of the President, but of being the wife... For all this happy lifetime of Rutherford Birchard Hayes. Be with us again next week, won't you, for another exciting story that happened in Washington a few years ago to Mr. President. Until then, goodbye. This program is produced and directed by Joe Graham. Edward Arnold can currently be seen in the MGM picture, Annie Get Your Gun. Heard with Mr. Arnold in today's cast were Gertrude Warner, William Adams, Eric Dressler, William Redfield, and your narrator, Santos Ortega. Mr. President was created by Robert G. Jennings and written by Gene Holloway. Today's story was based on incidents in the life of President Rutherford B. Hayes. Be sure to listen again next week when the American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations bring you Edward Arnold with another interesting and factual story of Mr. President. The preceding was transcribed. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.